Hello, this is Dr. Ed Hill, the host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Revelation, God Rules. Episode 14, The Religion of the Antichrist, for Sunday, April 16, 2023. You know what's neat? You've joined us on an episode where there's a massive storm outside my recording studio here. So it adds to the, the drama and suspense of what we're going to read. I think that's pretty cool. All right, so here we go. Now, if you're joining us midstream, you just simply have to go back and listen to every episode from 1 through 13. There's no way I can recap all of that. But we've kind of camped out in the book of the Revelation in Revelation chapter 13 for the last few weeks. Now, I noticed as I looked ahead in the book of the Revelation that seven of the last 10 chapters of the book of the Revelation warn about the beast and warn against worshiping the beast and against taking his mark in the right hand or forehead. The final human religion will be a one-world religion as part of the one-world government worshiping the one-world leader with the power to control the one-world financial system and enforce compliance of the worship of the beast. That's a lot. Now, you really need to go back and listen to the previous episodes. But if you won't do that, then you've got to accept at face value what I just said, because this is what the book of the Revelation teaches. And we know from the book of Daniel that it aligns exactly with the book of Daniel the prophet in the Old Testament. Now, as we look around us today with the appearance of digital money, you know, things like Bitcoin and other uh, brands of digital money and the central banks of the countries of the world beginning to also move to digital money. So with the appearance of digital money, the move to eliminate cash and coinage is being done in order to herd the entire world into a cashless digital financial system. I think it's Sweden that has already converted completely to that. If it's not Sweden, it's one of those European countries, but one of them, I, I do believe it's Sweden, has already made that move completely. There is no cash in Sweden. So anyway, the whole goal of this, regardless of what you may hear or be told, is so that the global elites, many of whom are politicians, but many of them are just fabulously wealthy people who throw their weight around with their money, and the whole aim is to create a cashless digital financial system and then, listen, and then link it biometrically to what ultimately will be the mark of the beast in the right hand or the forehead, and it will also lead to the worship of the beast. That's the Antichrist, by the way, if you don't know that. And that will be the final human religion before Jesus Christ returns to completely destroy the beast 
and his global religion and his stupid global government. That's where we're heading. Now, you might ask, how do you know that? Again, I can't explain all that in this episode. Go back and listen to Revelation chapter 1 through 13. We know it from the rest of the Bible. We're letting Scripture interpret Scripture. But listen, people, if you've got eyes in your head, all you have to do is look around. Now, I'm going to say this. Let's say you say, well, I don't really believe the Bible. Well, I'm going to ask you a question, though. Let's just, let's just say, okay, you don't believe the Bible. But let me ask you a question. Do you think it's a good thing for the government you live under to have complete control over your money? That's what they will have when the central banks of the countries issue digital currency and cash is limited. You see, right now, let's say when you get your paycheck, many of you listening, you still go uh, cash your paycheck in some way at your financial institution. Maybe you keep some money each week. And uh, uh, all my money goes to my wife. I keep a little bit for gas and to eat out. (laughs) Uh, Many of you are probably saying, I know exactly what you're talking about. But anyway, you know, when we cash our checks, we probably keep some cash. But even when it's in the bank, we control where that money goes, right? Not the government. Well, you know what? When all cash disappears, freedom disappears. Because now... It goes, uh, you know, it's, it's basically, let's put it like this, it's not real. It's just on a, uh, a digital ledger sheet. Now, here's the thing. If you're not pleasing the government, the government's not happy with you, like in China or maybe in the United States or other places, then the government, with a click of a mouse, can freeze your money Think Canada and the farmers. Think, for example, in Europe about five or six years ago, uh, several countries in Europe went to sleep at night and the citizens had X amount of money in the bank. They woke up the next morning and the government had taken it. They literally took it. They stole it. And they said, well, we need it because our government's in trouble. And it was never given back. The people lost the money in the bank. So you're making that up. No, I'm not. And the burden on you, if you're ignorant of what I just said, is to go prove me wrong. And if you try to do that, you will find out that like, wow, that really did happen because it actually happened. And in Canada, when Trudeau froze the bank accounts of the farmers, and you know know about all of that, or you should know about all of that. If you don't, Shame on you. You don't even know about the world in which you live, okay? that's a That should be a shame to you if you don't know that. Now, I feel like many of you listening do know it, but if you don't, you have got a lot of catching up to do to come to grips with reality, all right? So, how how is all of this going to happen? Well, I don't know all the details, but it, it sure seems like with artificial intelligence on the rise in the world, and eventually there's going to be the elimination of cash and digital money. Basically, the governments of the world will be totally in control of that. 
And then you have um, just increasing power-hungry governments. That's not a good trend, folks. It's easy to see that whatever the details might be, that's exactly where the world's going, which is what the Bible predicted. Even if you don't believe the Bible, you've got to admit where the government is completely in control of your money and they can control how and when you spend it or if you spend it or if you have it, are, are you pleasing to the government? That is not a good situation. I, I'm sorry, it's not. Now, I need to say this. With everything I see around me, and there's a lot that I'm not even going over, but these are just the high points. We could be a year, a month, a day, or an hour away from the rapture of the church when Jesus Christ takes his bride, the church, out of the world and then there's the rise of the Antichrist, the beast, and he confirms a covenant with the nation Israel, which, guess what, didn't exist after it, it, it went out of existence through exile and all of that. It didn't exist until it existed again in May of 1948. I think that's May 15, 1948, when it was reborn as a nation. That's never happened in world history. And yet the Bible said that Israel will be a key player in the last days. So this Antichrist is going to confirm a covenant with Israel, and that will begin what is known as the 70th week of Daniel. Now that's a prophetic week where every day represents a year. So it's the 70th week. 69 of the weeks have been fulfilled. There's a one that hasn't been yet. That's the 70th week of Daniel. It'll be seven years. It is called elsewhere in the Bible, the time of Jacob's trouble. Who is Jacob? He's Israel, all right? And it's called the tribulation. Jesus specifically called it, the last half of it, the great tribulation. Now, I'm going to, today, we're not going to go into great detail on the verses we're going to look at, but I want you to get the full force of this today when we talk about the religion of the Antichrist. Now, we're going to read all of Revelation 13, and we're going to, we're going to leap ahead into Revelation and read numerous other passages relating to this same subject. And we're not going to break them all down right now in this episode, but when we get to them, we will. But I want you to get the full impact. Revelation 13, verses 1 through 18. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast, and they worshiped the dragon, which gave unto power unto the beast, and they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? 
who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he goeth and he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, three score, and six. Now in Revelation 14, verses 9 through 11, we read this. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day nor night who worship the beast in his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. 
So you see how serious that is, right? <clears throat> All right, Revelation 15, verses 2 and 3. And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and then that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name, stand on the sea of glass, having the harps of God. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Then we go to Revelation 16, verse 2. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast and upon them which worshipped his image. Then we go to Revelation 17, verses 7 through 17. And the angel said unto me, Wherefore didst thou marvel? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carrieth her, which hath the seven heads and ten horns. The beast that thou sawest was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. And here is the mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth, and there are seven kings. Five are fallen, and one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings. And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. And he saith unto me, The waters which thou sawest where the whore sitteth are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore and shall make her desolate and naked and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. For God hath put in their hearts to fulfill his will and to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God shall be fulfilled." Then we go to Revelation 19, verses 19 and 20. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken, and with him 
the false prophet that wrought miracles before him with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. Then we go to Revelation 20, verses 4 through 10. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them. And judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Listen, right now, you should ask yourself, are you truly born again or not? Because if you die without Jesus, you're going to end up in this lake of fire, just as if you went into the tribulation and received the mark of the beast. Now, it could be that some listening will be alive and go into that time period. And the warning has been given to you. Do not take the mark of the beast on your right hand or your forehead or worship his image or worship the beast. Do not do it. It would be better to be martyred and live forever with Jesus than to take that mark and worship the beast. If somehow you're listening to this message after the church is gone and you realize you are living during that period, do not take the mark. Pay any price to avoid the mark. That's my message to you if you're listening after the church is gone. Right now, many of you listening are professing Christians. And you, you believe, maybe you know for sure that you are born again, you are saved. Amen. 
But I know that as the further we go and the closer we get to all of this, to the rapture and then the world gets closer to the tribulation, things are getting harder and harder. Hang in there. As my friend Dan DeHaan with Metro Bible Study in Atlanta used to say, hangeth thou in there, O baby. It will be worth it. Amen? For those of you who are struggling, perhaps, in your Christian life, you need encouragement. You need to be in a good Bible-believing church. Those are becoming harder to find. If nothing else, find two or three others that believe in Jesus and believe in his word and, and meet with them and share the word of God and worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of you, for various reasons that I've just mentioned, need to call this number. I'm going to say it twice, 888-388-2683. Now, if you call that number, it's a Christian ministry, you won't be calling me. If you call that number, a counselor will help you with whatever your spiritual need is. So get that help. Maybe right now some of you will bow wherever you are, confess your sin to the Lord Jesus Christ, cry out to him for forgiveness and ask him to save you and you can be born again, a brand new creature in Christ. And you'll know that you'll be part of the church. It will be taken home, I think, soon. I don't know when, but it sure feels like it's soon. If you were to pass away before he comes for the church, you instantly be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. That's a good thing. So call that number, 888-388-2683, and get the encouragement and the help that you need. Now listen, I thank you for listening. With this episode, there are 231 free episodes on This Week in the Word at dredhill.podbean.com. I want you to like this episode. I want you to follow the podcast because then you'll be automatically notified each week when I post a new episode. But here's something else I want you to do. I want you to be a missionary for Jesus to those who need to hear about Him. I want you to share this episode right now. And you can do all three things I just said right where you're listening. Share it with others who need to hear the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they need to hear the warnings about the Antichrist. All right, if the Lord doesn't come first and Satan, the deep state of the World Economic Forum, don't double tap me and I don't just die in my sleep, then I'll be back next week with episode 15 of Revelation, God Rules. Bye-bye.